Hi, I'm Jay John. Welcome to the Just 10 series here in London. We're looking at God's 10 commandments and we will be looking at the ninth commandment, do not lie. And the title is How to Hold to the Truth. We live in a world of truth decay. <laughs> as well as tooth decay. <laughs> but we certainly live in a world of truth decay. James, in the Bible, James chapter 3, verse 5, writing 2,000 years ago, said, the tongue, even though only a small part of the body could do enormous damage. And for 2,000 years, billions of tongues have proved the truth of that statement. The ninth commandment reads, Exodus 20, verse 16, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbour. Here is the sermon on the mouth. <laughs> the truth about lying. Those in the teaching profession will certainly have met parents who are sufficiently naive to defend their child who has been caught blatantly lying and then saying, my child never lies, they always tell the truth. A very diplomatic teacher sent this letter home to all the parents. If you promise not to believe everything your child says happens at school, I'll promise not to believe everything they say happens at home. <laughs> we have the phrase, don't we? Being economical with the truth. And it has been said that truth has only to exchange hands a few times to become fiction. Now, the basic message of the ninth commandment is this. Tell the truth and specifically relating to other people. Don't ruin someone's reputation. And the Bible warns us against three types of false testimony. One, gossip. My name is Gossip. I have no respect for justice. I maim without killing. I break hearts and ruin lives. I'm cunning and malicious and gather strength with age. The more I am quoted, the more I am believed. I flourish at every level of society. My victims are helpless. They cannot protect themselves against me because I have no face. To track me down is impossible. The harder you try, the more elusive I become. I am nobody's friend. 
Once I tarnish a reputation, it is never the same. I topple governments, I wreck marriages, and I ruin careers. I cause sleepless nights and heartaches. I spawn suspicion and generate grief. I make innocent people cry on their pillows. And even my name hisses gossip. What is gossip? Gossip is hearing something you like about someone you don't. (laughs) It is the speedy transmission of near factual information. And it isn't the things that go in one ear and out the other that hurt. As much as the things that go in one ear get all mixed up and then come out of the mouth. And we talk about, don't we, hearing juicy gossip. I mean, we call it juicy. You know, what's the goss? Hey, what's the goss? You got any goss? Now, you know when people say, I probably shouldn't tell you this. (laughs) Why don't we say, well, you better not. (laughs) I mean, why don't we just say, you better not say it. But instead, what we say is, oh, go on. (laughs) Don't we? Go on. You know, we want it. Give it to us. What is it? The Bible warns us against gossip. Secondly, the Bible warns us against slander. Slander is malicious untruth with the intention of causing harm. Trying to discredit someone. And we can ruin someone's reputation with one word, The word, but. Mm Mm-hmm. But. He's great, but. And everyone's going, but what? Yeah? She's popular, but. But what? Insinuation. If you only knew what I know, hmm, what do you know? An insinuation is where you make a statement that leads people to think something that is not true. To encourage people to jump to the wrong conclusions. We provide the building blocks and let them construct the lie themselves. Shakespeare's play, Othello, is about a jealous husband who listens and believes slanderous rumours that his wife is having an affair. In his rage, he murders his wife learning afterwards that the rumours were all lies. The Bible warns us, one, 
against gossip. Two, it warns us against slander. And thirdly, the Bible warns us against flattery. Flattery is saying things to a person's face which we would never say behind their back. Flattery is insincere praise. We compliment somebody, but we don't mean it. Flattery is an artificial sweetener. But flattery that gets us nowhere is the kind we actually listen to. And in Proverbs 26, verse 28, we read this, flattering words cause ruin. Now, why do we say things to people when we don't really mean it? Why do we do that? So the Bible warns us to be very, very careful about gossip, about slander, and about flattery. So the question is this, how do we hold to the truth? Let me give you a number of principles. Principle one, I need to examine my own heart. Okay, principle one, repeat after me. I need to examine my own heart. Jesus said in Matthew 12, 34, for whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Have you ever said, I am so surprised I said that. That's not like me. It is actually. <laughs> it really is like you. Because our words reveal what we are really like. Now, what is it that motivates us to lie? What is it? One of the reasons is because we don't want to take responsibility for the things we've done and the things that we've said. And we are afraid of what might happen if we tell the truth. The disease of B B-S-E is widespread. B-S-E. Blame somebody else. Blame somebody else. Do you suffer from B-S-E? It began in the Garden of Eden and it has infected and affected every human being since. The main reason we lie is because we want to put our own interests above everything else, including truth. The first thing I need to do, I need to examine my own heart. Second principle, I need to refuse to gossip. Principle two, I need to refuse to gossip. Now, if we listen to ourselves more often, we would talk less. And it's amazing how many people back off when asked for verification for a rumour. Have you checked that out with a source? 
Someone might say there's been some talk. Well, who? Who said it? Because if we can't evaluate a statement, if we don't know where it came from, why are we digesting it? Honesty means that everything we say must be true. Not that everything that is true must be said. The ninth commandment is not about censorship, but rather about how to build a community that includes discretion, respect, and mutual caring. Now, in any community of people, there are bound to be situations which it is right to speak up with certain facts and information, particularly if an injustice is being done. The key is this. We've got it in the Bible. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15, speak the truth in love. Say what you mean. Mean what you say, but don't say it mean. Repeat that after me. Say what you mean. Mean what you say, but don't say it mean. Now look at somebody. Say what you mean. Mean what you say, but don't say it mean. That's it. Now, if you ever have anything negative to say about anybody, be sure the answer to these two questions is yes before you actually say it. Is it true? Will it do anybody any good to say it? Is it true? Will it do anybody any good to say it? The fabric of all healthy relationships is woven with truth. Lying tears this fabric apart and destroys confidence and trust in one another. The reason that truth is so important to God is because truthfulness is part of God's nature. That's the reason. And we read in the Bible in Titus chapter 1, verse 2, God who does not lie. Jesus is truth. Jesus' words are true. Jesus was the truth and he spoke the truth, the truth about God, the truth about us. It is fascinating that what Jesus had to say about the devil Listen to this. It's recorded in the Bible, John chapter 8, verse 43. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar 
and the father of lies. You see, Jesus makes the point there that the devil not only speaks lies, but he spreads lies. But God's Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. You see, so when we speak the truth, we say the truth, we align ourselves with God and God's Holy Spirit. But when we lie, we align ourselves with the devil. So we decide whom we align ourselves with. Jesus said in John 8, verse 31, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We think that the truth is going to confuse things if it comes out. But truth is actually liberating. It's liberating. Now, many of us have had lies told about us. And what we need to do is to encounter the truth, Jesus Christ. Many of us can still remember hurtful things said to us in the school playground. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never harm me. That is not true. That is not a nursery rhyme. That is a nursery crime. (laughs) Names do hurt. Broken bones heal quicker than broken spirits. External wounds heal quicker than internal wounds. The fact is that many of us have been told a lot of lies. And when we look at a distorted mirror, we see a distorted image of ourselves. And with false information, we arrive at false conclusions. Jesus wants to set us free. There was a woman who went to see a psychiatrist and through going many, many sessions, they eventually, in the conversation and the sessions, arrived at at a place where this woman, as a young girl, was in a classroom at school. For some unknown reason, the teacher took a great dislike to her. And she got the girl out to the front. She gave her a piece of chalk and she told the girl to write on the blackboard, I am a failure. And then the teacher asked everybody else in the class to come up and write on the blackboard what they thought of the girl. So the woman's explaining this experience that she's had at school. And the psychiatrist says to her, well, how did you respond? How did you feel? And she says, I I was crying. I couldn't look at, at anybody. And all I wanted to do was to die. Now, the psychiatrist was a Christian. And so in his counseling, 
There was a, a Christian perspective to it. And he said to her, as a Christian psychiatrist, I know that something else happened that day, but you were not aware of it. But when everybody had written on that blackboard, there was someone else in that classroom. His name was Jesus. And he got up from his desk and he walked to the front. But he didn't pick up a piece of chalk. He picked up the eraser. And he erased everything that was written on that board. Then he picked up the piece of chalk and he wrote on that blackboard, I love you. Jesus didn't come into this world to rub it in. Jesus came into this world to rub it out. And whether the stuff on that board is true or not true or half truth, Jesus wants to wipe it clean. That is why Christianity is such good news. It's good news for us. It's good news for our marriages. It's good news for our families. It's good news for our communities. It's good news for our, our, our countries. It's, it's good news. Towards the end of Jesus' life, Jesus became a victim of those who broke the ninth commandment, literally. And it's recorded in Mark chapter 15, verse 3. The chief priests accused Jesus of many things. So again, Pilate asked Jesus, aren't you going to answer? See how many things they are accusing you of. But Jesus still made no reply. And Pilate was amazed. The lies that they told about Jesus eventually took his life. But no amount of false witness could smother the truth of Jesus's words. In John 18, verse 37, in the Bible, we read this. Jesus says, in fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. And on the cross, when Jesus was dying on that cross, Jesus paid the price for all of our lies and for all of our untruths. And because of Jesus' death and resurrection, we are offered forgiveness, transformation, and the power to live a different life. What does it mean to be a Christian? A Christian is someone who has said, I have examined my heart and it is deceitful. I believe Jesus is the truth. I invite Jesus into my life by his Holy Spirit to forgive me cleanse me 
transform me and empower me to follow him. That's the truth. Some of you are living and believing lies about yourselves and it's bound you, maybe bound you for years and you need to be set free. Set free. Some of you have been perpetuating lies and you need to repent and be transformed. The beginning of honesty is the confession of dishonesty. So, how do we respond? Do you need to meet the truth, Jesus Christ? If you've never met the truth, if you've never met Jesus Christ, meet Jesus tonight because he's been waiting to meet with you. And you can meet with this Jesus tonight. Do you need to come to Jesus for cleansing because of gossip, slander, flattery? Do you have a loose tongue Do you need to be set free from lies that have been told to you or about you? Do you need to be healed from words that have been spoken to you or over you? Whatever it is, respond, receive, let go of the past, encounter Jesus the truth and move forward with a fresh sense of excitement as we follow Jesus, the way, the truth and the life. If you want to do that, pray this prayer with me now. Jesus, I believe you are the way, the truth, and the life. I know I have broken your commandments. I know that I have spoken lies. And I thank you that you died on the cross for me. I ask you now, would you please forgive me and cleanse my life? Come into my life now by the presence of your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your power, with your peace. Help me to build my life on you and to follow you the truth and to speak the truth. In Jesus' name, Amen.
Just 10 by J. John. Relaunched and reimagined. Just 10 is a 10-session series to explain the Ten Commandments and their relevance today. With free video resources for churches and small groups and a re-released book to help you go deeper. Take time to unpack how each of us can live by these timeless principles today. Visit just10.org to find out more.